Happy Thursday. It is back from the brink time. I'm Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. Sorry, our theme music started out slightly muted there. For whatever reason, every time I launch this app, that volume slider moves around. It's never where I left it. And so sometimes the volume's down and sometimes I don't catch it and put it back up. Uh, it's a little frustrating. But uh, anyhow, we appreciate you being here and hope you don't mind the um, the uh, quality control issue. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Um, so uh, let's see what's going on in the world today. Well, we had um, we had St. Patrick's Day yesterday, and of course, like all of our holidays this last year, it was kind of a muted holiday. Um, there wasn't a whole lot going on, I think, for a lot of people. Um, although places are starting to open up, so maybe a few people were able to go out and get some of that. Uh, Green beer and uh, corned beef and cabbage. I had some delicious corned beef and cabbage. Thank you, my my dear, my wife. She she went and found some at a place because she doesn't like it, doesn't want to cook it, doesn't want the smell in the house. But uh, uh, she went and got me some. And so uh, I got back from coaching swimming, and there it was. Nice corned beef and cabbage that I was able to heat up and eat. It was delicious, and she had a meal that she liked as opposed to <laughs> corned beef and cabbage and, uh, and in fact I had enough left over that I'll probably have some for lunch again today so uh, good stuff appreciate it um, so it looks like the IRS is going to extend the tax deadline again now last year they pushed it back till uh, like July and this year they're talking about moving back to May 17th again just because I guess uh, people being locked down and you know just there's we're all sitting at home doing nothing. I don't know why we need more time to do this, but apparently we, they think we do, and so they're going to do it to help people, air quotes, cope with the changes brought on by the pandemic. So you can take a little longer to do your taxes if you want. Uh, the tax filing deadline is traditionally April 15th, and they're going to extend it until May 17th. You don't have to do any filing of any kind of extension or anything to get that. Everybody uh, has until May 17th to get it done. If you choose to file for an extension, you can request an extension to October 15th. Um, however, uh, the, the deadline applies to filing taxes, not to making tax payments. If you have tax payments that are due on the 15th, those remain due on that day. So, be aware. Here's Aaron. Are you there? I am here. How are if you? If you gotta go, so you gotta go now. Go now, go now. Wait, what? Um, I just, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think it's a, uh, it was a song by Wings. Oh. Paul McCartney's second band, Go Now. Actually, I don't think it was called Go Now, but. My, popped um, into my head and you weren't going you were coming you just joined us <laughs> I did I, did I was just telling everybody that. about the uh, I was just telling everybody about the tax uh, filing deadline change last year they moved it to July this year apparently they're moving it to May 17th because in dealing with all the stresses of the pandemic apparently people need something to help them cope with changes and so they're giving them more time I, I, well I think the IRS probably needs more time to before they're ready. Yeah. yeah, that's probably that honestly that you're right. That's probably more it than anything else because they're dealing with uh you know, sending out checks and all that other stuff because it's all the same place and so they're saying, "Hey, give us a little bit more space and time." And so, if we're taking more time, you might as well take time too. 
Exactly. So. They don't care about the taxpayer, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, and very clearly, too, you know, people need to understand if you owe taxes, they are still due and payable by the 15th. And you won't know that unless you do your taxes prior to the 15th of April. So there you go. Wait, they're still they're still. (laughs) No, no. They still if you owe, you still have to pay by the 15th of April, even though you have till May to finish. Uh, Well, estimated tax payments. So if you're one of those people who pays uh, estimated tax payments in advance. Gotcha. You know, you know there, there are people in certain tax situations where you have to pay estimated taxes, um, and if that's the case, then those payments are still due by the 15th. Those have not been extended. So, yeah, for the average person who just, you know, fills out your form and then finds out whether you owe anything or not, that's that's a different situation. So, so okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to know. I was planning on doing mine um, probably this weekend mm-hmm. uh, because... You know, I, I have a tendency to wait to the last minute and then file an extension, um, and yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to do that this year. Yeah. Well, last year, you know, they extended it into July, and I think I still I took until July to do it, so it felt like I had just done it. But I did this year's like the first week of February. I had every, everything came in. I had all the paperwork, all the the, and so I just did it, did it, done with it. So, um, es fini. <laughs> Je suis fini. Um, so, apparently some guy, and I don't have the, I'm driving, so obviously I don't have the news report in front of me, uh, but some guy showed up to Kamala Harris's official residence with weaponry, and they arrested him. <laughs> did you hear that in the news? I did not, but I haven't sat and watched any news or really browsed the news too too deeply, and it wasn't top of the headlines this morning, so... Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think every president and vice president has had those kinds of things happen. I mean, hopefully the Secret Service is on top of it well enough to protect our our elected officials and, and stop the guy like they did this guy. I mean, you know, what on earth was he thinking, thinking that he was going to approach, you know, a vice president's house and... And of course, you know, she there is a vice president's that, house that's actually on, on the naval base, but it's being renovated after um, uh, Pence family moved out. The Pence family moved out. Uh, it's being renovated. And uh, Ms. Harris said, basically, or Vice President Harris said, you know, I've already got a house here because, you know, I was here already in Congress. And so I can just stay here for now while you guys do the renovations, because apparently there was there were some needed renovations. There were some safety issues and some, and, and apparently there was even one room where they, cause it's an old, old building. It's a historic building. Apparently there was a room where they found they had to do some um, asbestos abatement and stuff. So it was like, yeah, you get, get the house safe and then we'll move. So. Yes. That, which makes so sense. Been, I mean, yeah, she already had a residence in DC. Right. Yeah. The timing was great because she already had a residence there. Um, and you know, it was, you know, one family was moving out, so before the new family moves in, let us get in and get you know get this stuff done. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so that's happening. And I don't know if a date has been set as to when she's going to move in, but you know that'll make it much more secure because she'll be on on a military base actually. Um, but um, but in the meantime, um, you know she's living in the same residence that she had, which is just you know a house on a street, right? And so, right. Uh, but I'm sure that the the uh, Secret Service are uh, watching from every which way to make sure that she's 
safe and their family is safe. And so, yeah, I'm glad they caught the guy. Because yeah. there's no bueno, you know, no, you don't, no you don't bueno. uh, show up with guns and say, I don't like the way you're doing things. That That's not a way to start a conversation. No. I mean, unless they're rounding people up and putting them in concentration camps, that is not the right response at all. You know, I mean, if, right. if we're if, if they're doing evil things and murdering people and all of those, you know, concentration if they're Hitler, then it's okay to an attempt, uh, uh, you know, to attempt an assassination. Yeah, but but it, but it wouldn't if, but it wouldn't be one person showing up on a doorstep. I think there would be no. more people involved. Exactly, yeah. but, but you get my point. I mean, and right. you can't. And I don't mean that you that you think he might be like Hitler because you don't like how he thinks or she thinks. I'm thinking right. like somebody who's actually a Hitler. Like yeah, you know. Yeah, actually starting you know putting people in ovens. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. that's not and again, then it wouldn't be no. one lone bozo showing up with a, you know, a, a duffel bag full of shotguns. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, that that there would be more uprising than that. And, and that's part of the reason that the founding fathers, you know, have the Second Amendment is because, uh, you know, anything like that starts to happen. The populace will rise up and say, no, <laughs> you exactly. know. Um, and that's that's harder to do here than it is other places, right? Because the yes, populace will go, uh, yeah, think twice, buddy. And we put you in are. office, we'll take you out. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. But that's different than having differing opinions on political discourse, which, you know, can get very heated, but that's still, that's differing opinions on political discourse. That's not, you know, uh, genocide. Exactly. Um, so... Yeah, I'm uh, looking around here trying to see if there's exciting news. Apparently, Billie Eilish has bleached her hair blonde and taken out the green stripe. Why that's news, I don't know, but it is. <laughs> God, people are obsessed with celebrity. I mean, obsessed with celebrity. There's so much yeah. celebrity news, like so-and-so's dating so-and-so. And it's like, it's like the, you know, who's sitting at the cool kids table and what are they doing? Yeah, it seems really unhealthy. It seems really unhealthy. I didn't care in high school who was at the cool kids' table. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and it's really unhealthy. It's really, you know, and they're always looking for, you know, the the fresh new face, right? Ugh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it just, you know, and and they'll show these people who I've never heard of, like so-and-so, look at what... You know, Marty McFly yeah. is wearing, and I, you know, I don't know their real names because I don't know who these people are, and I don't remember. I'm like, yeah. am I supposed to know who this person is? Yeah, and why? <laughs> and why, why would I want to know? Yeah, along those lines, I did see a headline. I don't have it in front of me right now. That apparently skinny jeans are out. That baggy jeans are coming back in. Because everybody's gotten fat over the COVID lockdown. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's like the manufacturers, they're seeing a slowdown in sales of skinny jeans. So they're like, okay, let's change this. Let's flip the script. Yeah. Well, let's go baggy. So, yes. And so, and it's, and, and it's, well, I mean, maybe they are baggy, baggy, but like relaxed fit. They're, but they people have been wearing mom jeans for a couple of years now, like the yeah. the high waisted jeans versus the low rise jeans. I like a good pair of mid rise jeans, not yeah. high, not low, just nice in the nice in the middle. <laughs> You're like Goldilocks, right? Don't want it too hot, don't want it too exactly. cold, want it just right. Yeah, I, I don't um, want the low rise. People are mooning each other when they sit. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, you know, in my in my book, good pair of Lee jeans. They, there they, you go. They're cut right. They're not schmancy. They're they last a long time. Um, you know, and I know there's a lot of people who like Levi's and other. You know, yeah, Tobin wears I, Levi's. I, I like Lee jeans. They fit me better, and so I buy Lee jeans. Ah, well, very nice. I buy well. I buy all my clothes from stores that that uh, uh, that are catered towards a more Rubenesque audience. <laughs> <laughs> So, so delicately worded. <laughs> you know, I'm a big girl. What are you going to say? I, yeah. I, I, you know, and they have cute clothes because there's a lot of us out there now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, with with COVID, we all are are looking for the Rubenesque clothing. <laughs> We're all going comfort, you know. You know exactly. that joke. Everybody's walking around in sweatpants, and it's like, well, that's not too far from the truth. That's usually what I have on in the morning. I mean, I don't spend the whole day that way, but that's what I get up and put on quickly. Some days I spend the, the whole day like that. The, yeah. up, the upper half yeah. will be in, you yeah. uh, know, look nice, and the lower half will be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, for my long commute, you know, I want to make sure I'm wearing something warm. So. <laughs> I slip on my glurps and my and my sweatpants, and I'm I'm there. Um, so tomorrow begins March Madness. NCAA is running a tournament this year. Last year, of course, it got canceled because we uh, locked down everything, and nobody knew what was going on, and we knew nothing about COVID, and we were all sitting worried in dark spaces, going, "Oh no, what's going to happen?" Which isn't completely true, but. Uh, but anyway, it, it was canceled last year. This year, it's back, and so um, I uh, there's a, a therapy office that I went to for physical therapy, and they run a, a bracket every year. So I I you know go online. They do it through I think Yahoo Sports or something like that. So I I filled out a bracket. I'm going to see see if I um, if I was prescient and picked the winners. Um, I don't really follow college basketball that much, so you know it was like. When you're going to pick your brackets, I spend, you know, one afternoon kind of like doing a little bit of research about the different teams and where everybody is and who their opponents are. And then it's guessing. I mean, the odds of you getting a perfect bracket are like millions to one. And in a lot of years, some of the companies that do this online, like ESPN and Yahoo and stuff, they'll have like big, big rewards if you have a perfect bracket. But nobody ever collects that money. But uh, anyway, you hope you hope to beat your, your competitors in your in your group. So, do you ever so do anything do you like that? Like this year? I picked now, Iowa to take it. You picked Iowa State. Iowa. Cool. I think it's just now, Iowa. I, I don't want, I don't follow sports enough to make that worthwhile for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't. I pay attention to you know Salt Lake Community College because that's where the girls are. But um, right. You know, I don't. Uh, uh, you know, beyond that, I don't really pay much attention. Yeah, I um let's see, go to tournament home. I'm see if I can call up my uh call up my bracket so I can verify exactly who who's and where's and why's I got. There it is. So yes, games start playing in one day, one hour and fifty six minutes, forty seven seconds. Wow. As if they <laughs> got it to the second when the game will start. So, uh, yeah, so I picked, uh, Iowa 
yeah, to to beat Gonzaga to get into the finals and Ohio State to beat Baylor to get in the finals and then Iowa to beat Ohio State. So, so Iowa, that's my University pick. University or Iowa State? University of State? Iowa. Or University the of Jayhawks. Iowa. Jayhawks. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how uh, how I do. Um, you know, a lot of uh, the way these things are, are scored, there's points, and you get more points for later brackets than you do for earlier brackets, but there's also a lot less of them as teams get beat and drop out, you know. So we'll see how you do. Um, you know, I mean, if one of the teams that you pick to go deep into the into the tournament lose the first day, then that costs you a lot. <laughs> you know, if if they okay. hang in for a while, then then you you know then you do better. So it's always interesting to watch how how it all shakes out. So we shall see uh, what it all ends up being. But uh, so interesting news out of um, uh, out of uh, Congress. A South, Democrat, a South Carolina Democrat a state rep, not, not Congress, a state representative, uh, Caesar McKnight, has introduced legislation to ban minors from undergoing transgender reassignment surgery and from receiving medications from doctors to alter gender or delay puberty. And I think this is fabulous. The bill called the South Carolina Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act would ban minors from being able to receive transgender surgeries and medical treatments and would charge any person with felonies with the potential of prison sentences for up to 20 years for violating the law, which I think is awesome. I think Yeah, I think awesome. an ad- adult can do whatever they want to do, but, but children sometimes need to be protected from themselves and they don't know what they're doing and they're not sure. And they maybe are absolutely sure and do know, but then they can wait a little while. I mean, it's, exactly. it's you know... Um, Leave adult things for the adults. The bill does make right. an exception, allowing doctors to treat children that have an, a legitimate sex development disorders, and that would be um, an individual born with external biological sex characteristics that are ambiguous, and the right. ambiguity is ambiguity is unresolvable, including an individual born with 46 XX chromosomes with fertilization, 46 XY chromosomes with under uh, virilization or having both ovarian and testicular tissue. So, you know, for people for whom, you know, this is, this is, this is, um, they've got some physical manifestations Mm -hmm. of, of, of sex development disorder, uh, disorders, Mm -hmm. then, um, then for them, they're an exception. Also an individual whom a physician has otherwise diagnosed with a disorder of sexual development. Um, in which a physician has determined through genetic or biochemical testing that the person does not have normal sex chromosome structure, sex steroid mm-hmm. hormone production, or sex steroid hormone action for a male mm-hmm. or a female. Yeah. So if there's physical issues with a child, then the doctor can treat them. But somebody who is a healthy human being, healthy, you know, solid, normal human being, uh, can't you you can't start making physical alterations on that human being because they say they feel one way or the other Um, right and frankly you know i would say get you know that that while they're young they need somebody to help them understand what they're feeling and and they should have counseling and then as an adult they can make decisions about what physical alterations they do or don't want to make um but uh yeah you shouldn't be cutting into healthy human beings when they're children based on what they say they're feeling because kids feel all kinds of things and they may be absolutely right, and it may be consistent over a long period of time, and, and eventually they can make that decision when they're old enough to make that decision for themselves. I don't disagree with this. 
Um, so, the sad um, thing is, is that I can see how that could be manipulated too, where you send them to, and I, I say in air quotes, a counselor who basically, you know, tries to fix them mentally, you know, and it's like, well, I think the, the goal should be helping them understand rather than trying to fix them. It's like, just help them understand who they are and what they really are feeling and, you know, um, um, but, well, and you know. mental disorders are defined um, by, you know, if, if something is disrupting your life, right? So, right. Um, you know, if you are, if you are, um, you know, you have a manic episode, but it's not disruptive to your life. You're, I'm, not, I'm not talking about full-blown mania in bipolar disorder, but like a mildly manic episode. And it's not, ter- it's not disruptive to your life or to others. You're not out there doing dangerous things. You're not, you know, spending your money or being destructive, you know, or whatever, engaging in, in promiscuous sex or whatever. Then it's not really disrupting your life, and it may or it may not require treatment. And so, you know, this I think, you know, your point, if I'm understanding you correctly, is you're saying, you know, if this is if 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 this dysphoria is disruptive, then you seek treatment so that it's not disruptive anymore. And whatever that looks right. like depends right. on that person. Yeah, I mean the the psychological handbook, the DSM five, basically talks about you know. Uh, sexual dysmorphia as a strong desire, uh, you know, a, a clinically significant distress or impairment related to a strong desire right. to be another gender. And, you know, and they very specifically say significant distress or impairment related to. And right. and so, you know, that needs to be addressed psychologically to deal with the distress and impairment, you know. And, yes. and so, um, you know, I, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. <laughs> we are. We are. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and, and he and he makes the point, um, uh, he says that H. Bill, uh, House Bill 4047 does not discriminate against anyone. It requires a person to be at least 18 years old for being able to, go, to undergo transgender procedures. You have to be 18 to get a tattoo. Surely you need to be an adult to change your gender. And that, yeah. you know, that's Peter McKnight, that's the, that's the, the state representative, he's a state representative who introduced this bill. I think that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I mean, if you have to be 18 to get a tattoo, you, you know, honestly, I feel the same way about, um, uh, you know, elective cosmetic surgeries. Those should be illegal on people who are not yet 18. If it's yes. a, um, you know, if you are making a, you know, a corrective surgery for a, you know, physical disfigurement or, or physical, um, you know, issue, that's one thing, but an elective cosmetic surgery to, you know, make your lips more plump, I, you know, or, yes. and, and again, that maybe that's not a good example, but, you know, inserting fake cheekbones or, or, you know, fake, yes. you know, or getting your boobs done, butt lifts you know, or I boobs mean, done or something. Yeah. Those are things that, you know, I um, can see getting a breast reduction because that mm-hmm. can be, you know, physically an, an impairment and physically limiting if, mm-hmm. if you, if, if, uh, if a yeah. young woman, if anybody has breasts that are too big, um, yeah. but you know, getting breast augmentation where you're adding, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, Not but that. I can also see that there are some some young ladies who are very flat chested who would, you know, who who might have been teased um, for that at different points in time, saying, you know, I, I there's some fine lines there, so I'm I'm not backing away from what I'm saying. I still think it should, you know, you should there should be some real long hard thoughts about you know children under the you know under the age of 18 getting surgeries that are cosmetic but um but yeah i think that there needs to be long conversations about whether or not that's the right move at that time in that age yep but yeah 
yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The uh, the, the idea of of reduction and in in fact, uh, who was it? It was um, uh, was it the actress who played Punky Brewster had, had yes. got breast reduction she because she, she had um, the specific um, uh, well, she was very very uh, uh, large chested, but it was there was. Um, she actually had an ailment. I don't remember what it was called, but it was, there was an issue where, where they continued to grow and she was, yeah. So, Soleil yeah, Moon but Fry that's again, yes, uh, that's right. So Moon Fry, she, um, you know, I mean, you know, you do what's right for the health of your kid. Yes. Yes. And, you, you know, know but then you watch those, those, those children, the, that show where the kids are like, um, you know the the nine and ten year olds, or they're younger than that, even I think, doing the um, the beauty pageants and stuff. And you go, oh those God. parents can't make decisions for their children. They are nuts. They are nuts. <laughs> you know, they would be take having surgery on yeah. on on eight year olds in order to make them look cuter for this stupid pageant. Yes, they would be. <laughs> those those parents are nuts. And might have done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. So apparently, over this time of COVID, many people have been sitting an awful lot, and you can get dead butt syndrome. <laughs> yes. Yes. It sounds silly, but dead butt syndrome is a very real condition associated with sitting too long. Think of it as your butt muscles developing amnesia, says Michelle Olson, Ph.D. Now, she's not a medical doctor. She's a Ph.D. She's a FUD. Senior Clinical Professor of Sports Science and Physical Education at the Huntington College in Montgomery, Alabama. And as soon as I read Montgomery, Alabama, <laughs> my voice goes twangy. Uh, more specifically, it occurs when you have a weak, underused, or underdeveloped gluteus medius, the muscle that sits on the outer hip area and controls actions such as lifting your leg out to the side. So if you have difficulty lifting your leg out to the side, you might have dead butt syndrome. You know, wrong, I probably wrong, wrong. have dead butt syndrome because i sit a lot <laughs> yeah i'm about to have dead brain syndrome at this point some of the things that <laughs> like okay so she's saying that uh yeah you know doing uh anterior pelvic tilts are a uh good thing to do to help uh you know work that so not just squats but uh leg lifts you know there's a lot of people when they do the um they're on their hands and knees, and then you swing your leg out to the side like you're a male dog lift, hiking a leg to, to pee. Yes. That that's the motion that they're talking about that would exercise that. So, um, so uh, there you go. If you want to make sure that your your, be, your, your butt don't die, uh, you know, make like a dog and hike a leg. <laughs> I don't know what. To I mean, I am not sure where I was going with that. If you get up and walk around, then, you know, if you're, if you're walking, if you're, you know, walking is really good exercise. Um, it is. You know, that, uh, that you can, you can probably stave off dead butt syndrome. There you go. I'm just saying. Get up and move. There's a novel thought. Oh, wow. I just saw a picture that was posted by CNN of a giant manta ray jumping out of the ocean right behind a guy who's surfing. So somebody's taking a picture of his friend surfing and you see maybe uh, 75 yards behind him this manta ray that looks like it's probably eight foot across <laughs> jumping up out of the water. Wow. Dang. That's wow. a one, one in a million shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. 
pretty awesome. Love good photography. I do. So yep. Do you, uh -huh. do you, do you like um, the movie Aaron Brockovich? Have you watched that? I have watched it a couple times over the years. Yeah, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Well, Aaron Brockovich has written an opinion piece in The Guardian. And yeah, she's a very is... opinionated woman. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she, well, is a... she is not the actress who played her, by the way. But but yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's not Julia Roberts. She's Aaron Brockovich. So yes. um, they are, she's talking about um, that you there are chemicals. Are I'm sorry? <laughs> I said, you name dropper you. Oh. <laughs> Julia Roberts. <laughs> know julia roberts i just like the movie i've, I've, I've yeah. seen it many times it's such a good movie it um, is okay so i've interrupted you enough back to the story okay yeah back to the <laughs> dang all right so um she was talking she's sounding the alarm and several people have been talking about this recently about this about the staggering drop in fertility among men and women so um a uh, a uh, a study uh, a new book called Countdown by Shanna Swan, an environmental and reproductive epidemiologist uh, at uh, Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai, New York, finds that sperm counts have dropped almost 60% since 1973. Following the trajectory we are on, her research suggests sperm counts could reach zero by 2045. Sure. And then we'll says, have the handmaid's tale. Well, she says that um, she says, forgive me for asking, why isn't the U.N. calling an emergency meeting on this right now? Because this is a global problem. So there are chemicals. Because the U.N. Destroyed. is a useless. But, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So, OK, it's, it's, a, it's a, the chemicals to blame for the crisis are found in everything from plastic containers and food wrapping to waterproof clothes and fragrances in cleaning products, soaps, shampoos electronics, carpeting, um, some of them called PFAS, 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 SAS, mm -hmm. is known as, they're known as forever chemicals because they don't break down in the environment or the human body. They just accumulate and accumulate, uh, doing mm -hmm. more damage minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. She says, now it seems humanity is reaching a breaking point. Um, she said that in this, that this Swan's book, the, stag the findings are staggering. In some parts of the world, the average 20-something woman is less fertile than her grandmother was at 35. Um, in addition to that, Swan finds that, on average, a man today will have half the sperm his grandfather had. The current state of reproductive affairs can't continue much longer without threatening human survival. It is a global existential crisis. That's not hyperbole. It's just science. She also says, this, this book also says, as if that wasn't terrifying enough, Swan's research finds that these chemicals aren't just dramatically reducing semen quality, they're also shrinking penis size and volume of testes. Um, this is nothing short of a full-scale emergency for humanity. So okay. we've, we've seen, you don't, you don't care? Um, no, I, not that I don't care. I just, uh, just you know, okay. Uh, she's predicting gloom and doom by 2045, which people is, you know, 24 years from now. So 24 so, years from now, she's saying that the that there won't be any sperm left, and so the humanity will then die in the next generation. Is that where that's going? Well, kind of, yeah. I mean, if you can't reproduce, what do you do? Yeah, and I, uh, I mean, 
if if she's the if she's sounding the 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 warning the klaxon bell before anybody else then okay but she's not i haven't heard i I, I haven't heard i mean i've heard then i've heard this stat before but never like with that that kind of urgency behind it which then makes me question some of her statistics a little bit um well, she is yeah. reading from an epidemiologist book. The, the op-ed piece is written by Aaron Brockovich, who is an activist. Right. Um, right. You know, uh, and so um, it is. It is the but the scientist. She's not. She. We don't know the tone of the scientist's book because we haven't read that. We just are reading. Right. I'm just reading this op-ed piece by Aaron Brockovich. Right. So she says that these these chemicals, these P, P, PFS, PFAS chemicals. Um, uh, PFAS harms sperm sperm production and disrupts the male hormone Um, she says essentially it 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 behaves uh, it acts like testosterone in the cell and Mm -hmm. it's they're confusing men's bodies making them send mixed messages and go haywire so the body thinks that, that the testosterone is there but it's actually not and so right. the testosterone, of course, is what um, uh, makes a man uh, have those masculine traits. Right. Exactly. Right. Including right. production of sperm. Right. Yeah. And I've read this before. I've read the, the, the things about the, the issues with PFAS and, the, and the, how it affects the, you know, the plastics in our system are affecting that. Um, but it's interesting that there are, um, uh, you know, f- fertility rates are still above re, uh, above replacement in other no, words they're, they're above the death rates in a lot of places in the world and in other places they aren't and so you know like if you go to uh most of africa they still are now there's other death rates that happen after birth but there you know so there's other issues but um but they are in africa and but they're they not live a here they live a very different lifestyle than, than the western world does or asian does asia does. yeah you know they yeah. are they are a much more a traditional lifestyle where they with far mm-hmm. fewer plastics. Less plastics, yeah. Yes, you know. Yeah, no. It's ironic that, that you know for many years there's been a lot of conversation about you know bringing down the um, the uh, birth rates in a lot of the more uh, um, uh, industrialized societies uh, to manage population growth, and that. Uh, that the very act of living in one of those societies is managing population growth all by its lonesome. Yes. So, yeah. You know, um, I think that, yeah, you know, it certainly needs to be something that we continue to look at. I think that there's a lot of um, uh, stuff that we think, oh, yeah, this is benign. And so we'll just, you know, and so some industry says we're now going to package everything in this kind of plastic because it's cheaper. And uh, And I don't know that there's a whole lot of, effort that goes into looking at that stuff until after the fact unfortunately you know and then we find out what we're doing to ourselves in a large sense you know and we all are ending up being guinea pigs for some chemicals being introduced into our into our ecosystems that you know we don't have a whole lot of control over you know because it's not like you know you you can't i mean even if you go to the health food store you know you buy your bag of potatoes in a plastic bag you know, I mean, very few places do you, is everything done with paper and everything. You know, it just it's not anymore. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's true. Um, you and, pick and up your I food from a fast food place. How often is it all wrapped in paper? A lot of times, you're getting foam containers or or hard plastic containers now, and you know you don't know what's leaching into your food. No, 
you don't. You know, and no, how is it transported to the store or the fridge or the or the, the the grocery store or the restaurant? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's okay. I just, you know, we you assume that if you're not putting in the microwave and you're not leaving it out in the sun and that the plastic is fine, right? That I assumed that it wasn't leaching unless you created an environment where the plastic would leach. And but it seems that it's it leaches anyway. And yeah. um, that's that's really scary it, yeah. it also it's it's you know there's been um uh, you know lots of discussion about uh uh kind of the feminization of men um mm-hmm. and uh you know that men are becoming they they are outwardly appearing more feminine um I've, and uh there's been a lot you know, especially in conservative circles there's been a lot of discussion about that calling them soy boys or whatever this explains it yeah yeah it's not just soy it's it's you know we're softer and rounder than we were yeah. 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 And I, I'm pretty sure that all developed nations have um, are not replacing themselves. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I. Yeah. And that wasn't. Yeah. I agree with you. That's uh, all the statistics that I've seen is that they're not there. They have um, have stopped population growth in most places, and in fact, are now reducing populations, um, which. Which you know the people who who watch those things say is not necessarily a bad thing that we've we've overpopulated a lot of areas too, and so that we need to reduce, uh, you know, not only have no population growth, but we need to to slow population growth or reverse population growth to uh, to you know be sustainable. But the problem is uh, that the social social systems that we have developed for ourselves require. A workforce that can financially mm-hmm. support it. So yeah. the systems, especially in countries where they have, you know, higher, you know, greater amounts of, of, of welfare, um, and yeah. I don't mean that bring, as a negative. But bring but, in those poor people who can't afford to eat things out of plastic and, and kill themselves, so that they can do the work for us. Yeah, so that <laughs> right. when we're old, we have a, a safety net. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's it's. The world is a change in. It is. It is. And it's a very uh, uh, tangled and and um, interdependent on lots of different levels, you know, a, a web that's out there. It's a web of, of interactions and, and, and uh, uh, you know, making a, oh, just make this one simple change kind of thing is not the answer. You know, there's too many, too many, too many interdependencies of things so um it's going to require some thought and some coordinated effort on people's parts but uh certainly um a lot of these things that are um leaching you know hormonal type chemicals into our systems have an effect and to pretend that it doesn't is foolishness um but you know we can't all go back and say well good then i'll just go live on a farm and grow my own food and and uh, live the simple life. Um, that doesn't work either. So, well, because people, not I don't think enough people know how to do it to make that, you know, to well, make yeah. that work. Well, yeah. I mean, even if they did know how to do it, it's like you know, there's other jobs and things that have to get done within our economy, and so we've got to we've got to find a way to work within the framework of a society that that gets these other jobs done as well. You know, I mean, a computer programmer doesn't doesn't have much to do on a farm. You know, 
<laughs> so so um, the people who are doing that kind of work need to be able to have access to food and drink and, and shelter that doesn't uh, slowly, chemically bathe them in, in hormonal or, or hormonal-like chemicals. Yep. So, you know, it's not just poisons that get you. It's true. Very true. So. so. So if only we had this, like, governmental-type body that could, like, put together these things, you know, rules, maybe we call them laws, that would explain how companies are allowed to package things so that things would be safe for everybody. If only. <laughs> yeah, but Congress is too busy slinging mud at each other. Yeah. I'm just well, saying. You gotta have you gotta have something to do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when you get up in the morning, you gotta look forward to something. You can pick somebody who sits on the other side of the aisle and you know take aim. <laughs> so let's end on that. Today, yeah. On that Why don't we note. do that? All right. So thanks for joining us today. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.